or let me hear your voice. Amen. 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 All right. Amen. So we we spoke about Mount Zion and you know Zion in I think the, the scripture was the same thing that was on our thinking Corinthians thingy. But then um Zion in me, we got to know that you know when we talk about Zion, the living place of God, we have to be in Zion, yeah, to for Zion to be in us, yeah. We have to be in Zion for Zion as amen. And we talk about you know the fact that we can host the presence of God. You know, maybe some of us may think that we cannot host the presence of God, but then last week we got to understand that we can host the presence of God, even though we are on Man Zion, we can have Man Zion is within us. And that's where I made an example that if you go to a poolside to go and swim, whilst you're in the water, you know, the water is also on you. Yeah? You cannot contain, you cannot put all the water on you, but then whilst you are in it, there's an evidence that you are in it. And that evidence is that the water is on you. And that's what we call wet, you being wet. And I talk about the fact that people, sometimes people just go into the water. When they are wet, they leave and they become dry again and they come back. So, you know, it's very important for us to remain in the presence of God so that we can carry, you know, his presence anytime, anywhere, at any place. Amen. So you got to know that when that happens, we become portals of heaven. So we manifest heaven on earth. Whilst we are on Mount Zion, we are able to manifest heaven on earth. Yeah, and that's why we we, we we talk about something like temple. We become the temple of God, you know, the temple of God. I want to talk about the temple today, the temple of God. I think it, it has something to say about, you know, we manifesting heaven on earth. Amen. Oh, amen. 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 Yeah. Flow in your office. Flow in your office. Yes, sir. I will. I will. Can somebody open Hebrews chapter 9, verse 1 to 9? Hebrews chapter 9, verse 1 to 9. I'm there. Can you read first? Okay. Hebrews chapter 9, verse. Yeah, 1 to 9. Please go on. Then indeed, even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and the earthly sanctuary. For a tabernacle was prepared, the first part in which was the lampstand, the table, and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And behind the second fail, the part of the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid on all sides, with gold in which were the golden pot that had their manna, Aaron's rod that bordered and the table and the tablets of the covenant and above it were the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat of these things where we cannot now speak in detail now when these things had been first prepared the priest always went into the first part of the tabernacle performing the services but into the second the high priest went alone once a year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the people's sins committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit indicating this, that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while the first tabernacle was still standing. It was a symbolic for the present time in which both gifts and sacrifices are offered, which cannot make him perform the service perfect in regard to it conscious man amen. Oh, i hope everybody can hear me yes please yes please yeah talking about the temple of god so over here you can see that the writer of hebrews was describing something in the temple he was describing something in the temple and if if you read everything you got to know that he is talking about the sacrifice of christ but then before he got there he was making a point from the verse one to the verse nine that's what we are going to stand on today you see if you read the, the verse one 
as our brother said, he says, then indeed, even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and the earthly sanctuary. So when you talk about church, 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 we being the church, you being the church of God, or you being the temple of God, we, we, we can say like sanctuary, we can use that word for it. Amen. So your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's what Paul said that once you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, of God, I mean, of God. And I believe that everybody here knows that. Everybody here knows that God dwells in our body. And for what we learned last, we got to know that we can host God. Really, it is possible for, have, for, for us to have that kind of, you know, relationship with God that we carry him everywhere. You see, but then from here, for telling us how the temple, inside the temple, the things in the temple and how it was structured. You see, before this temple was being built, the Bible talks about God giving instructions to the people, measurements to the people, what they should do in rooms, what was instructing them. This means that the temple cannot be as anyhow, but then it has to be in a particular way. So as we are the temple of God, as you are the temple of God, you cannot live your life anyhow, or you cannot position yourself anyhow. There is a particular way that you have to position yourself. Are we here? There is a particular way that you have to position yourself. And it is my prayer that by the end of this message, the Lord God will bring to our understanding how we can position ourselves to how we can position ourselves to receive Him within us or to host His glory. So the the it, it was talking about, you know, the lampstand. I think if, if you read the verse 2, it says, For a tabernacle was prepared. The first part, the first part, it says, In which was a lampstand, a table, and the showbread. So, three things. The lampstand, table, and the showbread. Now, if you read Revelation chapter 2, verse 5, can somebody open there for us if you are there? Revelation chapter 2, verse 5. Yeah, you, you can read it. Okay. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. This is the word of the Lord. So we hear that God is talking to four churches. So if you read everything, you can see that God um, the, this this letter was to four churches, and the Lord was telling them that they should remember where they are fallen and repent, or He would take the lampstand from its place. From its place. Now, when we talk about lampstand, lampstand holds the lights in the temple. The lampstand was the one that holds the light in place. So within us, we have that lampstand in there that it holds the light in place. I think this throw more lights on grace that even when we have the word of God, for the word of God to be able to stay in us, we even need God. There's nothing that we can do. We even need God for that. So that's that's one thing of grace. When, when I was studying this and I got to know that, you know, grace doesn't just come with just salvation, but then it comes with many things. And this is one of the things. This is one of the things. And we all know that the light, when we talk about light, you know, when scripture is talking about light, it's talking about Jesus Christ. It's talking about the word. It's talking about the word. So the Bible says in John 1 that the light, light appeared and darkness comprehended not. So which means that when the lampstand is there, we are able to receive the light. That will make the darkness within us disappear. But only when we do not restrict it. Only when we do not restrict it. So as I've been saying, you know, God does not force people and, 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 and you know, the things of God is, is like water. Whenever that is space, it enters. When there is no space, so we have to make space for it. So even though some of us have, you know, that lampstand, you know, that light within us, we, we are still 
having darkness within because we've not allowed it to work perfectly within us. Yeah, you remember what you were you were doing last time. The Holy Spirit spoke to you to stop, but then, you know, you were disobedient. You didn't do it. You know, when even the Holy Spirit wake up from bed to pray, sometimes we are too lazy. We do not allow that light to work within us. We have limited it. But sometimes there is this kind of darkness within us. And that was what the churches were doing that, that time. They, they have fallen. They, they, they've limited the light within them. Limited it. God said, if you do not repent, I will take it away. If you do not repent, I will take it away. It is the Lord that keeps the light in place. I mean, the lampstand for the light to be placed upon. So the temple should have it, meaning you should have it, meaning you have it. I'm just teaching what, what you are made up of. Then the second one, it talks about the table. It talks about the table. Now, the table was a place where the bread is being laid upon. So when we talk about the bread, we, we, we all know that the bread is also the word of God. From John chapter 6, 6, 35, we know that the bread is the word of God. Because Jesus said that is the bread, the living bread. And Jesus Christ is the word. So the bread is the word of God. Now, what, what does it what does it? It is a platform for the word, a platform for the word, for it to manifest, for it to manifest. I think last time I was telling my brother Emmanuel that, you know, sometimes we keep saying that the church today, we've done this, the church today, the church today, you know, we are not growing, the church today, we've, we've forsaken God and all that. But then I got to know that the real church, the real church should be on Mount Zion. And there are people on Mount Zion that have Mount Zion within them. And if you read it very well, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 20, that was if you read it, it says that we have come to Jesus, the mediator of our covenant. So the word does not work outside Mount Zion. It works within Mount Zion. So to find the word within you, you need to be on Mount Zion. Find the word within you. We need to be on Mount Zion. You need to be on Mount Zion. Amen. Today, today is, is, is a very short message. Yeah, it's, it's a very short message. Then the third one, we have the showbread, which is the word. The showbread, again, which is the word. We can find that in John chapter John chapter 6, verse 35. Amen. So if somebody can read there for me real quick. John chapter 6, verse 35. Yeah, please read it. John chapter 6, verse 35 says, I am the bread of life. Jesus, no one who comes to me will ever be hungry. And no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. But as I told Amen. Oh. Amen. So Amen. Jesus is saying that he is the bread of life, and anyone who comes to him will not be hungry again. I will not be tested again. Now, in the physical temple, they need to be, you know, placing the bread, like bringing the bread every day, every day, every day. So they were making sure that there's always bread. It's making sure that there's always bread. You see, when when we have Mount Zion within us, when we become the church of God, we we, we, we do not hunger. You know, Christ fulfilled fulfill everything within us. You see, last time I was evangelizing and I was saying this to the people, that sometimes we feel this emptiness within us. That it seems that we, we, we want something else. So we go about running on alcohol, running on, you know, people, drugs, things like that. But then Christ fulfills everything. You know, the, the more they do it, they are, they, they are thinking of themselves, oh, I just need to do it today, then I won't do it again. Then they will still be doing it. And sometimes, it, when they get addicted, they just accept that, okay, this is what I am. I can't change. And they, 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 they don't believe that even God can, you know, save them from it. And sometimes if you hear people telling you about this thing, it's so sad that the devil has blinded their eyes and they can't see the light that can save them from it. People can just tell you that I don't deserve God just because of, but for us, as we are the temple of God, we have it. So if you dwell upon Mount Zion and Mount Zion is within you, 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 you never feel that emptiness because you are always full. You never test because you are always full. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So 
continuing in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 9, can somebody read um, the verse 3 downwards? Hebrews chapter 9, verse 3 downwards. Okay, I'll read it. It says, And behind the second veil, the parts of the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, or other versions will say the holiest of holiest. This. So here, it says that there are two parts. If you read from the verse 2, it says that there are two parts. So the first part was explained. And it says, behind the first part, there's the holiest of holies. There is the holiest of all over there. You know, I think yesterday, as we, we, we were doing our Bible studies, we, we got to know that, you know, everything comes from the Lord. Our righteousness comes from the Lord. It's not ours, it's God's. When you become the temple of God, when Mount Zion is dwelling in you, you have this holiness within you. So let me tell you, so the temple that was built, you know, in the olden days or in the Old Testament was built to capture God dimension on earth. That's the reason why go in and you are sinful, it can kill you because it was capturing a dimension and it was bringing that dimension on earth. So you being a temple, you have, you know, you've captured the dimension of God and you are bringing it on earth. So within you, you have the holiness of God, not your holiness. Amen. You have the holiness of God within you. You have the holiness of God within you. Being the temple of God. Being the temple of God. I'll just go on quickly. I think we have like 10 minutes more. We will finish quickly. So the verse 4, it says, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid on all sides with gold, in which the golden pot that has the manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tablets of the covenant. You see the reason why you don't need to follow the law? Because all those things, what God wants you to do, the will of God is already in you. So you do it automatically. You do it automatically. But then if, you know, you, you, you something with the flesh contradicts it because, you know, within you there is a testimony that this thing should not be here something is testifying that you know there is something wrong coming i don't know if you get me but what i'm saying is even if you're a christian in sin there is a testimony within you that there is something wrong that's what separates you from you know unbelievers that's what makes you a holy person so you being holy or you being saved, or you being a priest doesn't mean that you are perfect but then it means that you've been made perfect by christ so your ways is not perfect but then there's something within you testifying speaking out loud that you are righteous speaking out loud that you are holy then he talks about you know like the presence of god where cherubims the glory overshadowing the the message and all that you know and even the chapter 5, sorry, the verse 5, it says, of these things we cannot now speak in detail. So that is, you will say that, even the glory of God, we cannot speak in details right now. Right now, let's move on. We cannot speak in, in details the glory of God right now. When, you know, you are on Mount Zion, Mount Zion is within you, the glory of God overshadows you, overshadows you. And wherever you go, there, there is an evidence that, mm, this guy is not an ordinary person. What is within this guy is not something from this. This guy is carrying something from another dimension. And it is my prayer that by the end of this series, we will be able to carry God's dimension. That even our friends will see us and they will be like, who are you? Because you've changed. It seems that there's something, something different about you. Hallelujah. I would like to end my sermon here. I would like to end the message here. As I'm ending the sermon, 
my prayer for you today that you will carry the presence of God, that you won't restrict even the, the, the light that has been placed within you, and you carry the presence of God like never before. That as you are carrying the presence of God, His glory will overshadow you. That in everything that you do, it will manifest itself in there. The Bible says that got to a time that even the shadows of Peter was healing the sick. Why? It wasn't because Peter was having some superpowers or something, but it was because God was dwelling in it. It was because that, you know, there is a presence from another dimension, Dean. So it was just manifesting itself. It was manifesting itself. The Bible says that Paul was preaching and somebody fell down and the person died. Fell down, he died. Meaning there is, you know, a physical um evidence that the person is dead. Like, how should I put it? Um, if his head hit the ground, we will say, say um, maybe there, there's something damaging the body. Let me put it that way. There, there was something damaging the body. It wasn't like, you know, slept and he didn't wake up again. But then there was something damaging the body, something broken in the body that wasn't allowing him to live. And then the Bible said that he prayed for him, for him to wake up. He resurrected him. Not because, you know, he, he has some sort of power. It's not because he, he is better than everybody there. No, it was because he was having the presence within him. He was carrying that presence within him because he was a temple of God's presence because he was the temple of God and God was dwelling in him. So there was a bigger manifestation. And this is why I pray that we will become like that. We, have, we will have this presence within us and even do greater. But the Bible says the latter days shall be greater than the former. Brethren, I will end my message. May God bless you and may, may the Lord lift you up. It's my prayer that the Lord will open your eye that we may know how to structure ourselves as temples of God or as a temple of God know how to structure ourselves for him to be fully manifest in our lives and not only in our life but then to the world that people will see the light which is within us they will give glory unto amen oh amen amen